overkill, profusion, excess, surplus, too much, abundance. When it comes to the body of Christ, God is just a big show-off, heaping spiritual gifts on his people in an embarrassment of riches. I'm Laura Pace. And I'm Jessica Denny. You're listening to Embarrassment of Riches, where we explore the wisdom, passion, power, and grace that God has showered on the women of Dallas Bible. Good evening. Welcome to Embarrassment of Riches. Hey, Laura. Hello. You're assuming people are going to be listening to this in the evening. I just I just go with what time of day we're doing. Okay. There's wine in my hand. It's not noon. <laughs> hmm. Yes, because that's never happened in my life at oh, noon. Yeah, but by the pool is different. That's true. Good yeah. point. Well, we are here today. Actually, it's a little bit of a different format. I am going to be interviewing you along with our very dear friend, Annie Mooney, and your wonderful mentor, Mary Yarbrough. Yay! Yes. Not non-mentor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I, I have a, um, this is a spoiler alert. I have a philosophy that the person who sets out to be a mentor in a super duper strict way is not nearly as fruitful as the person that just becomes a mentor and it's a natural fit. Well, it's kind of like that Margaret Thatcher quote. Um, if you have to I tell... was going to say that in a second. <laughs> if you have to... It, it, telling people that you're a leader is kind of like telling people that you're a lady. If you have to tell them you are, you aren't. So I should stop making my joke that bossing is a spiritual it's, gift? Yeah, it's same, same, same as a mentor. If you have to tell people you're a mentor, you probably aren't. Hmm. That's a good point. Yes. Yeah. Well... So, Jess, I want to start with you. Hello. Um, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, it's a pleasure to be yeah. in my back room. Uh-huh. We are in the place <laughs> to be. Tell me just a little bit how the process got started for you. Okay. Well, um, about 20 years ago, oh, I was sitting in Mary Yarbrough's <laughs> house, unbeknownst to her, <laughs> and hearing tales about what a great person Mary Yarbrough was. No, that, that's, that's sort of true and sort of not. I definitely was in Mary's house 20 years ago, unbeknownst to her, and I definitely heard tales about how wonderful Mary Yarborough was. And, and I had, I, my roommate at the time was um, Lori Michael, and um, Lori worked with Mary and just adored Mary. And I had just moved to Dallas and didn't have any friends that were, in a different generation than me. And, uh, and I missed that cause I really loved having like older women in, in church that were friends with me. So I was a little bit jealous of, of Lori. That is true. And then life went on and I didn't go to Dallas Bible and I was going to Irving Bible and all this stuff. And, um, anyway, none of that, that's that, it wasn't like I was plotting since then, Mary, that you would, <laughs> that you would one day mentor me, but I, <laughs> I, know, I know where you live, Mary. I've always known. I um, only stood outside your house a couple of times though. <laughs> but no, I'm just saying there was a back, there is a backdrop. Asleep. 
Yeah, that's right. You might not have heard what Annie just said, but she said, you smell different, different. when you're awake. That's I like better when you're asleep. asleep. Better when you're asleep. <laughs> that's a loving quote from one of Kyle's coworkers, which yeah. I think is hilarious. Yes. So anyway, that was not on my mind, but... Um, but I, I did have that in the back of my head. And then we actually, I, I guess I re-met you at church when we started going back to Dallas Bible. And then we invited Mary to speak on the podcast. And Mary called, I don't know, a week or so before we were going to interview her. And she had some some things that she was going to talk about on the podcast that she wanted to talk about with some delicacy and she was just kind of sharing that with me so that we understood why she was going to speak about it the way that she was going to speak about it and I just really loved her and then when we interviewed her I loved her even more and um then I I don't know some time passed and I was sitting in church or something, or we were at something at church and I was just sitting there and Mary was in the room and I was just thinking about, um, how much I had wanted. I, I, I just, I just, I just loved her and I loved having that, a friendship and I would just, I just wanted to be friends with Mary and I wanted to have, I, I wanted a mentorship type relationship. I wanted somebody that walked through seasons of life just to kind of, however that looked to just have a friendship like that. And so, um, I approached Mary about it and, um, she, I, I was, you know, I just said, Hey, don't, you know, answer me right now. I'll just pray about it because, um, I don't want to put you on the spot. I just, this popped in my head and I, I would really love that. And then on the way home from church that night, I was talking to Annie on the phone and I mentioned it. I said, guess who I just asked and I'm praying that this works out. Um, and I, and I was like, I, and you know, I, I'd asked Mary Yarbrough if she would mentor me. And, um, I was like, I just think that'd be a great fit for me. And Annie said, well, I'm really happy for you, <laughs> but I kind of feel like she would be a great fit for me too. And, and, and I'm a little bit jealous. I didn't ask her first. And so, uh, so anyway, Mary eventually said, yes, she would enter into some sort of friendship with me. <laughs> and, um, and then, and, and, you know, she, she also, she was like, well, he prayed about the Annie thing. And she was like, yeah, that sounds great. So anyway, that's kind of how we started the friendship that we have. And Mary, so tell me just a little bit from, um, not necessarily specifically with Jess and Annie, what mentorship has been like, but in, in general, how did you feel when Jess came to you with that question? And is that something you've done before? Well, I did share with you earlier that historically I have been an absolute failure at mentoring. Um, I, one of the churches I had been in uh, earlier uh, was, had just started the mentoring program and they had, we were a fairly young church and so they had slightly older women mentoring slightly younger mm-hmm. women and uh, kind of matched us with, I didn't even know the person. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, I thought, and at the time, I just, I, I thought, oh, this is a good thing. But within a month or so, it just fizzled out. It mm-hmm. became like an obligation for her. It became an obligation for me. It just wasn't. And so <clears throat> at, from that point on, and I 
tried it again and it, it you know it just uh, I never felt as though I was approaching it from the right perspective hmm. and so I just kind of I, I thought well maybe it's not my gift you know maybe it's not a giftedness and so kind of let it go for a while um and then and I'll tell you a little bit more how it morphed into something I think that was right up you know where God wanted me Hmm. so so when Jess came and asked you you were maybe feeling a little bit gun shy no not at all by this time I you know by this time she knew I was peering in her window anyway she might have there's no getting out of this so I'm just gonna acquiesce to her wishes (laughs) she was not going anywhere no so okay so here's how it the the morphing took place I grow on you like a fungus right Mary um I think it was well it, it it was right after my dad died I was only 40 when he died and was my first grieving uh of someone very close that I was close to and so during that period of time someone had given me this little book um called for those who hurt Mm-hmm. And it was by Chuck Swindoll, just a little neat, easy read, you know. But for the first time, I understood, began to understand why uh, we struggle. I really didn't understand why we had to have pain in our lives. And so um, he used Second Corinthians 1, um, 3 through 11. But the part that just really hit home with me was... Uh, we struggle so that we can comfort others with the way that Christ has comforted us. And so in the way he described it, it was like the the comfort in this way is like coming alongside someone, putting your arm around them and just sitting with them Mm -hmm. and listening and being, and I thought I can do that. Mm -hmm. And so through the years, I, you know, we've had so many different places of brokenness and so it's, 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 it's those things. Um, it talks about going into the similar things that you have gone through. Then you have that struggle in common. You have that kindred spirit that you can mm-hmm. um, connect with. And so I think that that's when I realized, well, maybe I'm not a mentor, but I can come alongside someone. Mm. And I can do that well, so... Yeah, and it seems like it was a more natural fit mm-hmm. with Jess, which I think there is definitely something to that. Mm-hmm. I, I remember, um, I guess it was a few months ago, Zane preached at church, and he was talking about mentorship, a, a, a part of mentorship, a part of discipleship, about something specific. Like, I think his example was, um, like, if I want to be more organized, I can go... Ooh, I just hit the mic. Um, I can go to somebody who I know is really great at organization. Or if I want to develop my leaders, leadership skills, I can go and meet with somebody who I think is a really great leader. But if I go and meet with somebody who's a really great leader, they may not be able to help me with my organization skills. So I can go to them specifically for that. And I think that's awesome and I think that's true. But it seems like mentorship is more, hey, I've walked through and as just delicately put it um in a different what did you say a different age bracket i don't know <laughs> season we are in different generations do would you consider yourself gen x <laughs> no 
Okay. We're yeah. in a different generation. It's, not, it's, it's accurate. It is accurate. I wasn't saying it wasn't true. I mean, um, Mary looks like a stone cold fox I, 30. You know, her up in her high ponytail it. right stop now it. is looking real cute. Um, no, but so I think in general what you're saying is there hasn't been this formal format that you guys have walked no. through, but you felt a connection and you thought, I've, I've walked through things and I can come, like you said, come alongside you and I can walk along with you. Yes, that is exactly right. And is that uh, kind of what you were looking for? Oh, absolutely. I mean, and and yeah, I mean, for me, Mary, like I said, you know, I've 20 years admired Mary <laughs> from afar. But I, but or not so far or not so far. And you still don't scare me. No, I know. Well, that's how we, that's how, you know, Mary, that's how that's how, you know, that's real kindred. That, that, that's how, you know. Um, I, 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 I've, I'm sure I shared this on the podcast before, but, um, I was one time sharing with Laura because I know that Laura is like my people. I was one time sharing with her how, um, I can be like an overly friendly, overly enthusiastic, early friend, like if like there's something like a soul connection with me and someone else, I might share that real early. And I was saying what I was trying to tell Laura was that I had said something to Annie Mooney that that was like, I just feel like we were meant to be friends. I just feel like we're kindred spirits. I just feel like you're like one of my college girlfriends. Mm -hmm. uh, or and, and and I was saying that to Laura. It's like wow, that sounds so nice. And, and as lovely. I was saying it to Laura, Laura was like having a like a me too moment. And, and she was like, yes, I feel the same way about you. And I was like, well, I was actually talking about yeah. Annie. It was so, it was so fun. I love that I was that actually memory. talking about Annie. But the reason why I'm sharing this story with you let's, is after this, though, given. let's talk about how I didn't know if Micah was in the New Testament or Old Testament. Let's share that one next. I'm just saying the only reason I was sharing that story with you was because it was already a given that you and I were on the same page. And so anyway, all that to say... Um, yeah, I mean, I think that, that for me, Mary has been a natural fit, um, just because there is, there is a casual nature to it and it doesn't feel like this burden of like where you have to meet with this person and it's like, Oh good gosh. You know, like it, exactly. it feels like fun mm -hmm. and something I want to do. No. And I, I think that we like closed the door when she left for, from, the first time you were on the podcast and mm -hmm. you were like, I'm going to ask her to mentor me. <laughs> it felt that quick. Yes. Now, Annie, um, tell me, uh, tell me what you were like, what attracted you to Mary? What, uh, what, like, tell, tell us like how, um, other than what I've already told, how you entered this process and what, <laughs> what was going through your brain or at the time or. Yeah. I I love how y'all have framed this as friendship because I think that's such a great way to, to, to think about this is coming alongside um, and a asking another person like, hey, would you mind, would you like to walk together? Like, I, I love the way that, that you, you know, walk in the kingdom or I admire like what Zane was saying like I admire this about you or this about you I think I fell in love with Mary just vicariously through you talking about how much fun she was and um how you had 
you know, been at her house. And, and so um, I think at the same time, Pat had been getting to know David. And so I'd heard about you from a couple different people. And Mary was the person that was originally dubbed the the embarrassment of riches for this podcast, right? That, that Kristen had said that about her. And so there was just this welling up of people talking about you. And so, of course, I was curious and wanted to, to get that. I, when Pat, um, does the same thing a lot where he'll, he'll just reach out to, to people. Um, and I, you know, I love it. I sometimes can feel insecure about doing that or, or shy maybe, but, um, Pat's like, hey, I grabbed lunch with so-and-so today, and he just really enjoyed getting to know David, and um, still enjoys him now, and so it's just fun to hear him. Um, he came home, and he was like, we should really talk to the Yarbros about Italy they've been, and, you know, he the, he was just excited about their lunch and all the different things they had talked about, and so um, I, I love that you guys are framing it that way. I think that mentorship can be a formal scheduled curriculum type thing but I think the way that it happens organically with a friendship can be so much more rich and and I think the systems or the curriculums or the programs that are sometimes put in place are can be great for connecting people um but you know this is part of our just I think this is one of the best parts about healthy church is that it really is supposed to be like a family and we really do best in, in, you know, the, the, the way that God designed family to work where there's mothers and brothers and sisters and, and uncles and, and, and that there's this like beautiful way that friendship in the body of Christ looks like healthy family relationships where you're learning, you're walking alongside somebody as a sister, or you're feeling someone's love as if they were your grandmother or your, or your mom or, or whatever. And so I think that's one of the ways that the Lord redeems sometimes those broken family relationships is to instead give us a better version within the body of Christ. And, and so anyway, I think friendship is a great framework. I think, I think, um, Christian family is another beautiful framework for this, but, um, you know, I think I've, I, I, I was second born. I have no idea if birth order affects this, but I've just always been a person that loves to people watch and loves to see, I'm just curious about people. And so, um, I, I, you know, I remember asking somebody, I I know that my youth pastor and people in our, the, the church that I attended youth group, like mentored me, whether it was Mm -hmm. spoken or unspoken. I was thinking about how, um, I, I remember asking somebody to do that for me in college. I remember asking a girl that was like, I think she's probably like, 12 months older than me to do that with me in college, just because she had such um, a maturity to her faith that I admired and longed for. And um, so I'm just, I'm I'm one of those people that when I'm curious and hungry, I've, I've just asked and then, and people have been so generous to share their lives Mm -hmm. with me. I think. um, Well, and that's what I was going to ask you specifically. Um, I do want to hear more about, y'all's time together but specifically um 
you know, the people, our long-term listeners, all 12 of you, um, have been, they, they know that you're, you do freedom prayer, um, which is a ministry that's near and dear to my heart too. And I know that you sought out some mentorship training knowledge in that area. Um, and I just wanted to ask you a little bit about that, like yeah. how that kind of played out. Um, goodness. Well, I think, I think I shared, um, I mean, yeah, so I was introduced to Freedom Prayer through a mentor that was meeting with me um, regularly and every, you know, it was when I was, um, I had littles and she would just come over to my house and every week and we would, um, you know, when I had Larkin, she would sit in there and I would nurse and rock him and she would just, um, talk with me we met I think initially at we were like at a women's event sitting next to each other at a table and I thought ah she has such a joy that is palpable and and that that's what I was so drawn to about Jeannie was just she she just had a joy and a lightness about her that drew me to her initially um I know when we lived out in California, I started meeting with a woman named Mimi and, you know, we still exchanged Christmas cards and she regular, I mean, that was like a church program that we got matched up together. And I remember she took me, I mean, this was like when I was first married and I remember she took me shopping one day, like trying to teach me just different ways that I could, I, I think she was helping me make my apartment cute. Like it just, she just spent time with me oh, and it was help me with my house. <laughs> right. Um, and I, you know, being away from Texas, um, as a new young bride with zero dollars in the bank, like it meant so much to me that she would take me, you know, and show me some tricks of the trade to, it meant so much to me, honestly, to get to go to her home, which was beautiful. And we, we lived in this tiny, like tiny one bedroom apartment. So just getting to go to her home felt like, I don't, I mean, there was just like space to breathe and it felt like a home in a way that I didn't um, feel in our apartment. And so the goodness, there's so many different people that have mentored me and in different stages that looked really different whether it was rocking my newborn or whether it was, you know, young married. And, and, and honestly, I've just been sort of shameless about saying, I would love to spend time with you. And I, I think, I think that that can, I mean, that can obviously go a couple of different ways. They could say no, they could say yes. Um, I think that all of them felt sort of like, is this, is this helpful at all? And so that makes me laugh because, Man, they play, they played such a huge role in now, my. You were speaking of shamelessness. Um, <laughs> so huge, yes, yes. So when when I'm talking to Annie and she's like, "Oh, I'm really happy for you," <laughs> um, I I feel a little jealous too because um, <laughs> I, I, I can't remember exactly something like that because you're like, I kind of feel like Mary would be a good fit That's for me. That's really too. weird. I remember that being me. I, I remember that conversation maybe just 
differently, like where you were like, you want to do it too? No, I, I did. Like, no, yes! I don't. No, I totally did. I totally did. But first, it was because you said that, and then I, I, and then I said, well, do you want? I was like, well, you can do it with me. I mean, like, I'm just alone over here. Jess. No, Whatever. I totally did. You, I totally did say that. But first, you were like. That sounds great. I, 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 you I know, am happy for you. I'm happy. I'm so no, she happy did. She you. except it was Annie, so she actually did sound happy for me. But what was funny? What what I was going to tease her about was, and I think it was. It turned out to be true. But at the time, she was like, "Also, I've heard." <laughs> you know what I'm going to say? <laughs> yes, because I think it's profound still. She said, also, I've heard that it's really best to have mentorship relationships with more than just one person. Like, like three is like an ideal number. I can't, I can't I remember. Magic true. Number. I can't remember exactly what you said. Oh, well, I, I was, read it in a book. I don't remember. Well, I was laughing book. because you said, like, that your previous mentors were like, is this even helpful? And before we started, you, Mary, were like... I'm a little bit nervous about this because I don't even think I'm helpful. Like oh. most of the time I'm like, I'm, I feel like I'm inconsistent and, um, but I don't think there's this blueprint for exactly what mentorship is supposed to look like. You know, in my, in my counseling practice, when I have Christian clients, um, I think a lot of them are like, well, I'm just waiting for, God to show up and I know God can do it and there's a lot and, and that is true and that's absolutely accurate but God also uses the practical and and I think God can use just friendship to go what you're feeling is normal what you're walking through is hard here's how you save money at the grocery store here's how you can decorate your apartment and and make a small space feel feel bigger just meeting some of those practical needs um, that that come along with friendship and it, and I think that mentorship can absolutely look like a Bible study and, and can have a formal curriculum, but I think both are so valuable. And it, it seems like that's kind of what well, your relationship so is too, like Because more. when I think of you, Jess, and you, Annie, you're both just solid, solid in your faith. Um, and, and, and so I, I, it, you're in Bible studies. You, you, do, you, we're all doing that. So what I saw my role, especially I think when we especially connected when I was on the podcast and shared about my mother and then that we began to visit about that later um, and that common ground. And I, I, I don't know, there was both of you and you too, Laura, I mean, there's this, this, well, there has to be a vulnerability for that type of relationship to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, cause if you're just mentoring someone and they're just soaking something in, that's a different thing. And I would so prefer to have this kind of a relationship where it's a mutual vulnerable vulnerability mm -hmm. and a transparency with one another. We're safe. Yes. Mm -hmm. I've shared things with you because I know you're safe. I've shared mm -hmm. things with you, Amy, because you're safe. Mm -hmm. And I've hopefully, it, 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 I feel like we've done that with one another. Oh yeah. And, and I do think, you know, on some level, I probably had a, I, I had a, I had more of a snapshot of, of you than you had of me. Uh, like we had, uh, because I had heard your story 
And, and so there were points in your story, multiple points in your story that I connect with Mm -hmm. and multiple, like you were talking about like the points of pain that, that you and I share. Um, and so I think there was, for me, that was part of it is like, I'm seeing this person that's a couple of steps ahead of me and has walked through this and has, um, you know, seems to not be losing her ever-loving mind. <laughs> Where, yeah. Whereas at the time... It, it, a that key I was characteristic a of a mentor. <laughs> yes. Doesn't seem to be losing her mind. What were you going to say, Mary? Oh, well, you know, of course, at the time when I was your age and going through similar things, I was losing my mind a bit <laughs> then. So, uh, and I, I, I know what that looks like. Well, yes. and I do think that is one of the perks of the kind of mentorship that you guys have been involved in is the equally shared experience and that you have walked through some of something similar, some of the similar feelings and that you're willing to share that. Mm -hmm. I mean, to me, that vulnerability piece is critical and that, that creates mutual trust. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If it's because you're not a a, a counselor, you're not a, 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 you know, psychiatric PA it, it has to be a two-way street to develop trust. I was recently visiting with a guy who, um, he's, he's a, in a different age bracket, and, um, and he's walking through um, just learning how to memorize scripture better with somebody, but he's doing it with that person. Like, they're, they're, the, the, the younger guy that he's mentoring, they're mm-hmm. doing it together. Mm-hmm. And... and I think that is true when you're sharing hard parts about mm-hmm. your life. Mm-hmm. When you do it together, it, it creates a bond and a mutual understanding and, 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 and just more trust. Mary, um, so there were obvious, I, I think there were, there's obvious things that um, attracted me and Annie to wanting to be in this type of relationship. Like if you're talking to women in their fifties or sixties at our church. Like what is, what does this kind of relationship do for you slash like, does, does that, I don't even know if I'm framing that question right, but like from, how from, do you benefit from it? Yes. What's, what's your benefit? Why do you spend time with these? But, but you know what I'm saying? I'm like, other sacrifice than like, there's just the Jesus. other just the sacrifice for Jesus and this, the command for older women to mentor younger women in the Bible. Um, but no, I'm teasing, but, but, but I am like, I do feel like, Maybe these relationships most happen most most naturally happen organically when a younger woman approaches an older woman, but I I would love to see I would love to see that happen more and more because it's it is it is such a gift to I know it's a gift to me and Annie. Mm-hmm. Um, is th- is there an incentive for older women to say yes? Oh goodness, um, does that make I sense? think only until. I mean, when I stepped over the threshold of um, vulnerability, transparency, many years ago, I, I mean, I was petrified because mm-hmm. we were, you know, we, we were the ones that were holding things together all the time. We were the ones that were, and then when things just completely crashed, I, I shared openly uh, in a group one time, and I thought, this was the first time that I've done that. And so, and 
it, nothing went awry. No one, mm. <laughs> no one blamed me. Were, there were mm. tears. There were hugs. There, there were, was compassion. It was compassion mm-hmm. instead of judgment, which I don't know why we think that way. So um, for me, being vulnerable about those painful places and so it, 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 and, and acknowledging that there's purpose in it. Mm-hmm. I think only when we get to that place and realize that our stories truly do matter, mm-hmm. the things that we are going through are, are, are for a reason because God will bring you someone mm-hmm. that needs to hear what you've been through. Yeah. It's that. So incentive-wise, I think that when we open up, um, whether it's with someone younger or with one another, um, mm-hmm. Our, in our own age bracket, that and w- until we're willing to go there uh, and open up those those wounds. So you mentioned this passage, and I looked it up just because I wanted to read it. But you said Second Corinthians one, and it says He comforts us every time we have trouble, so that when others have trouble, we can mm-hmm. comfort them with the same comfort God gives us. Is mm-hmm. that what you were talking yes. about earlier? Mm-hmm. We share in the many sufferings of Christ. Um, And then he goes on to just say that our hope for you is strong, knowing that you share in our sufferings and also in the comfort we receive. So I think what you were just saying is there's there's this um, multiplication of of the Lord's nearness and comfort Mm -hmm. when we share with one another. And there's also... uh, maybe a sense of purpose in our, in our pain and in our suffering that, that we sense when we, when we comfort others that the Lord brings. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just, it all comes, it's the redemption of the pain. It's the, it's him coming back and bringing comfort to those places that we thought we would die before. Mm -hmm. One of the sweetest times um, that I think of when I think of you, Mary, is just um, my, Father-in-law, father-in-law died earlier this year, and when I think I called you, I think I called you driving from um, from Houston to Fort Worth to get my kids and try and, and make it back in time to say goodbye, and um, I just remember the Lord was like, call Mary, and I... Um, I remember calling you, and I don't, I don't remember any details of our conversation except for how encouraged I was. Um, I felt strengthened. I know, I know I cried while driving with you on the Bluetooth. Um, it was just, it was just a place where, um, I could talk about how do I love my husband in this grief? How do I, what, I remember I was wrestling with my kids and um, not not wrestling with my kids, but I was just wrestling with how, how to how to rightly come alongside my husband, come alongside my children who were grieving, walk through grief myself, uh, and so all of that. Still, like I said, I don't remember any of the details, but that wasn't really even I think the point. It was just an opportunity for the Lord to show his love and his nearness to me through your voice, through your comfort, through, through some of your suggestions and maybe even just encouragement or, or, or just to have somebody that got it. That was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, um, 
you know, and, and as I'm saying that, I'm thinking like, well, Laura was the one that was there when I got the phone call and she like helped me like figure out a plan. And, you know, so it's not as if these, these things only happen one way with certain people. It's just this beautiful, like I said earlier, picture of just the family of God, like how, how, how much we gain in his body and in this family that we have. And, and Mary, as, as Annie's talking about that, I'm thinking about, okay, like countless times I've called you on the phone on the way home <laughs> crying, like I had this horrible interaction, you know, like, you know, whatever. But so, so that too, but what I, I was thinking for me, and of course that is valuable and healing and wonderful, but, um, but I, but I, I'm thinking about like more recently having kind of a, even though Mary and I don't have the same personality necessarily, I think that you and I share a fire in the blood. Would, yes. Yes. Okay. So Definitely. just kind of a fiery spirit that's in there. And um, Mary probably, uh, one naturally, I think has more self-control than me, but also... <laughs> has probably I'm just, just reformed yes she's also probably lived a little more and had had that's like, why she's called you old I'm not I'm just saying she has experience she has like failed at it probably too like she is like you know so I just remember recently kind of reaching out to Mary in a situation where there was fire in my blood and I was needing to handle kind of a sort of conflict situation. Um, And I was needing to advocate for myself, but I can go full throttle, verbal assault, punch you in the throat with my words. Like, and, and I, and it's with, without even, without even like, you know, I can, I can do that and not even sound angry. (laughs) But, um, it, it was so helpful. Like it, it was just so helpful. One, because I think, because I feel like you get me, Mary, um, that like you were able to like meet me in my emotion first, like meet me in my emotion first, validate my feelings of like, that makes me mad too on your behalf. Like, you know, and, but then kind of sit with me, pause me, um, get David on the phone with me <laughs> and, yes. and, and just like, Did I really, yes. Yeah, oh, and, and then, well, and then, oh, and then of course, David, like, speak to her. Yes. No, you didn't. I think David was in the car with you while we were talking. And then he, you know, David, David also has a little bit of, um, of, of like he and I share some personality traits where it's I think it's difficult for David not to speak into a situation where he has an opinion (laughs) (laughs) I hope he listens to this (laughs) well I appreciated his wisdom too but um but I I think I just love that I have somebody to call that can kind of just slow me can pause me and Kyle can do that too and he I mean he Kyle was the one that like helped me kind of contain my response and like, and, and, and get that exactly how I wanted. But, um, but, but you were, you were, uh, you and David were first responders of like, Mm -hmm. 
helping me in that situation. And I just, I'm, I just feel grateful for that. Like, I feel grateful for like your wisdom and just speaking truth into like problems that arise in my everyday life. Mm. Mm. I like that first responder. I think Mm -hmm. that that that's, that's good. When we can do that with one another, um, I think that that's, and send us on to triage, hmm. you know, it's mm-hmm. kind of where, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that that's, that's a good. good well, and I think people say. are intimidated to enter into, enter into a mentorship relationship um, because they're like, oh, I don't know if I can commit to every Tuesday at 6 a.m. And I don't feel like I have enough Bible verses memorized or I don't, I don't know if, like, do we walk through a Bible study together and mm. maybe but it also can just be either specifically building into somebody. I think it can certainly feed the soul of the person that's doing the mentoring. And it can just be like that. Like it's somebody that you call when you know they get me. We have a relationship. I can trust what they have to say in my, about my life and, and, and how they're going to speak into it. Um, and it doesn't have to be, well, I'm going to wait until Tuesday. And and I do think that initially when we first started meeting and again, we weren't going in cold Turkey, like not knowing each other at all, but I, we didn't know each other. Well, Mm -hmm. um, I think initially we were pretty diligent about meeting like at least twice a month. Like I, Mm -hmm. I think we were pretty good about that. And then, um, and now have we been meeting like two years? Is that, did you start pre COVID? We started Mm -hmm. pre-COVID. Does that sound right? About two years. Yeah. And um, and so, then during COVID or when COVID first hit, that we were religious, (laughs) like (laughs) on Friday Zoom calls. Like (laughs) we were like religious for a Friday Zoom call. Um, But I do feel like there's probably some element of like the the organic nature of it is helpful. It makes it feel less burdensome. Mm -hmm. It it doesn't feel like this other thing I have to do. But I also feel like I think it was important early on for us to have that, um, enough of a, to to have some momentum relationally. Yes, exactly. Bump shoulders enough. Mm-hmm. And then now that's evolved to where we don't necessarily meet like two Fridays a month that it happens a little bit more organically or like, Hey, we haven't gotten together in a while. Let's get together. Mm-hmm. And you know, a couple of weeks ago, um, we, the Moonies and the Yarbroughs came over for dinner. Um, and so that's been kind of uh, fun. I think too, like th- that Kyle and Pat are included in mm-hmm. that friendship mm-hmm. and David. Mm-hmm. 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 I would agree with you on all those counts. I, I don't, I, you know, I just think that, um, it's just been, you know, I come in sometimes cause I don't, I, I, I think, I feel like I need to come with something. <laughs> but when I get here, I realize I really didn't need to come mm. with anything. That's how I enter every that's interaction. <laughs> Probably should have been more prepared for this, is. but it'll be fine. Yes. It'll be fine. And so it's just, I think, just resp- responding. There's that word again. You know, I just think it's it's important to just respond to one another and mm-hmm. where you are. Mm-hmm. It's loving each other well. Yeah. It's it's that's it's just loving yeah. each other well and being in relationship and and. 
And I do love seeing how it has morphed into a friendship. I mean, that's really neat. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah, that y'all can bring your husbands in and, and, um, and get together and that they can be around one another and, and yeah, that it doesn't have to be quite as formal. And I think it can, I think it can look like that. And I think for a while, maybe it even, um, in some relationships it needs to, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to look like that. And it doesn't have to be, again, it can, but it doesn't have to be walking through a book of the Bible. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't think we've ever done anything formal, right? No, no, just, Mm. we just talk. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, like I said, I've been sort of shameless about always seeking this out, but I, I, I've done both like the curriculum or the, the sort of organic, like, let's just chat. Um, and it's been regular once a week. It's been irregular when we can find time and all all of it's good. You know, I, man, it's always good to seek out wisdom and the Lord always Mm -hmm. blesses that. Like, if, if you've got a heart that's longing for wisdom, just, just like what it says in James, like if you ask the Lord for wisdom, he always gives that generously. There's no stinginess mm-hmm. um, in the kingdom with regards to, to wisdom. And so I think that whether you, you know, the, the ingredients in this relationship that seem like work well for us, the, the vulnerability, the informal nature of it, the, the, you know, the, the friendship aspect, like that may or may not work in your season of life or, or with this, the, the person that you're doing. I think, I think those ingredients are important in any of them, but that, that can look different and that, that might seem uncomfortable or intimidating to somebody to, for, for it to be so, you know, one way or another. Um, but, but the Lord blesses and honors all these different approaches, whether it's mm-hmm. really systematic or, or really not. And so um, th- that's what I've found to be true is just that the Lord honors us trying to love one another well, whatever that looks like. Do y'all think mm-hmm. Mary and Annie, like back to back to Annie's point, I think it's better <laughs> if there's three. Is there, is, like, do y'all, like, from, and, and I don't, I don't know if I've, I think I've had one formal experience that was like at DBC where they tried to set it up and it, it, I liked it just, I don't know. There was some there, I think maybe there was something about like total strangers. And again, not that that can't work, but I, it just didn't, there's some like level of like blackjack that you're playing and you know, and, and again, well, it's and, a lot of pressure on, it's, on, it's a lot of pressure on a stranger uh-huh. relationship, mm-hmm. but, um, so, but I, but I'm like, I think most of mine have been really, really organic. And this is the most, as an informal as our relationship is, this is the most formal mentorship type relationship I've ever been a part of that stood the test of time. Um, I don't, I, do y'all think that there is something to the, like, like having three of us? I love it, um, but I've loved meeting with people one-on-one, too. And there's been times where 
like you, to your point, like we've, we've both individually called Mary and had, had one-on-one like conversations yeah. or whatever. And so it's not exclusive, mutually exclusive to, but what sort do you think adds to it? Like, so when- I know that I read this <laughs> somewhere and I cannot for the life of me remember the name of the book, but it was, it was something that, you know, um, several people were studying at my last church in San Antonio and it was just just a real push for, for godly discipleship. And the point, um, that was made was just that a lot of times when we're one-on-one with a person, we, we shift to be sort of a certain way with that person and that there can be a lot more honesty and I'm trying to think of the way that he described it, but just that there's, there's a way in which when you're acting, when, when you're with peers, you uh, put less of a pretense on, um, and you're, you're more your true self, and just how important that is for real change and growth to happen. Um, and so that was fascinating to me because I'd never experienced that before, and so that, that had just been lodged in my brain for six years um, or longer, maybe, when you brought it up and... Um, or when you mentioned that you were meeting with Mary, and I thought, hey, this I wonder if they would be open to that. Um, and I, I think to the same degree that, you know, I don't know that it matters if it's formal or informal or scheduled or not. I don't know that it matters if it's, you know, if there's a right or wrong answer on that. But I think it can be really healthy. I, when you think about the way Jesus walked with his disciples and, and how they were together um apprenticing under Jesus together and how scenario you're Jesus Mary right (laughs) (laughs) um just that that's really natural it's a really natural way to do things and I I do think that some that 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 is I I think that that is true when I'm especially getting to know Mary I was more myself because you were there Jess Mm. um and we were already friends and I wonder if that Mary, what do you think, like, from your perspective, like, do you think that it was helpful to become closer to us, to feel naturally connected to us because we were already friends? The, the one thing, I, I was concerned about it a little bit in the I beginning. Remember, yeah, I and, remember and you and pausing with me. Because I thought, well, will I be giving enough, you know, enough attention to each of you? Uh, when you need it. And so that was, I guess, a concern for, for me. And hey, double the work. No, <laughs> no pressure. Just say yes. It was no work to it. I just, yeah, it was no work. It was just showing up. And I remember I, you asking, I like asking me, hey, I want you to, because I was like, Annie was like, I remember like you saying, no, come, yeah, come on and join us. And I totally was. That's exactly what my response is because I'm like, I'm, impulsive and 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 don't pause most of the time and then get in trouble for not pausing but I remember when I approached Mary I I mean I was all in with Annie but I when I approached Mary about it Mary was like I don't have any objection to that but I want you to pause why don't Mm -hmm. you pray about that and kind of sit with are you gonna get out of this friendship what you want to get out of this friendship if we introduce a third person Um, well and and I was willing to do one-on-one with you individually and so um I wasn't going to reject you (laughs) (laughs) never I could never do that 
But I was just concerned about you both, you getting, yeah. you know, what you needed out right, of the relationship right. individually. So di- so do you feel like there was something helpful about us being friends? Do you think that that would have, like, what do you think that made it more natural, more e- easier, or? Yeah, I, I, I think I've never done this before with three, or with the three of with, uh, the three of us. Um, so I, I, I guess I didn't have any expectations. There were, you know, there's times I think when we were going through COVID and various things when you lost your father-in-law and just it, it seemed as though that time, those times that we had when you needed to speak more about what you were going through, Jess, it, you, it, it became your day, you yes. know, it was just, and then there was time, there were times when Annie, you did the same thing. And so I felt like it was balancing out. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I just still was con- always concerned that, you know, yeah. And yeah, I, and I've always, I mean, I've sort you... of wondered ever since, like, did, did I, did I invite myself? No, should no. I have? But no, truly, I mean, that's just honest. I, that, but again, the Lord's the Lord blesses these things, and there there's no. I've been trying to explain this to my daughter, but like there's just no possession in in healthy love, right? And mm-hmm. so it to 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 share and to both come to 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 meet with you who who has more than enough wisdom for the both of us. Like it's just it's it's fun to you know, be reminded that there, there, that there, that there's just this, there's this just generosity and abundance that. Mm -hmm. And and I do feel like what, what you're saying, Annie, was true for me. Not that I I don't think, unfortunately, I am not very good at concealing who I am (laughs) in any way, shape or form. (laughs) Okay. I, 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 you know, I, I've, I many, many times, walk into a situation saying don't share everything um and and then fail (laughs) miserably you know fail 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 so I'm not I'm not really good at concealment that's not that's not my gifting um (laughs) to conceal my feelings or anything or you know um so I'm not I'm not I'm not naturally good at that um but I also think that I can be hair clothes in other people's business and um, having having a friend like Annie that knows me well in a situation where I could I could I could just go surface. I I I've could still, gloss over it. I yeah, easily. I could I could easily gloss over and I could um, even though I'm probably not, I'm probably going to make a jerk out of myself at some point, like, cause, because I'm not good at concealing. Um, I don't have to, I, I can also be frivolous and too light and, um, and, and not like, like, does that, does that make sense? I don't, I, I feel no, like I'm contradicting myself, no. but I'm like, there's a level of like, I'm not good at concealing myself, but also I don't have to, I don't have to plumb the depths and, Sometimes having Annie there who already <laughs> knows a lot of the things, it just kind of makes it like where I, I really can't be false when there's an audience. Yeah. Like, like I can't, I can't not. Well, and t- it's a reality check that you see there's not a lot of value in that. 
Like, yeah. This, mm-hmm. These people love me well, and she's definitely not going to let me get away with it. And there's also no point. Yeah, but I, but I do feel like there's there's one a comfort level mm. with that because but but two I think that it it does almost kind of force your hand of going all right there's no I mean I, I somebody's gonna see me as false <laughs> somebody's gonna see me as false in this room if I don't like if if I'm not transparent mm-hmm. and I th- I think Annie to your point. Um, you said you've always been shameless and asking to enter into just some time with somebody or maybe something a little bit more formal. And, um, and maybe this is my ego talking, but I just can't imagine a better compliment Mm. than for someone to say, you are awesome. I want to know all about you and your tricks of the trade and how you do yeah. life so wonderfully in this area or just all t- your whole life seems like yeah you just really get it um and and so I, I I think if you if if somebody listening is is thinking I want that there maybe there's somebody specific or maybe just in general I I know I need that kind of relationship what a great, wonderful blessing you could be because Mary, it sounds like you've been really blessed by this as well. Mm, What a great, wonderful blessing you could be to somebody by saying, I would love to know Hmm. more about you. Like seeing your life. I, I, there's something really appealing about the way that you do life. And, Hmm. and I want to enter into a friendship relationship, mentorship with you. So my encouragement would be not to hesitate, maybe pray about it, obviously, but just don't let insecurities stop you from, um, yeah, I would say that's what feels like. I know for me, I I have, that's so funny that you said you feel like a failure at mentorship. I have also felt that way when people have approached, I mean, it just, there's, I'm in a season of life where I don't feel like I just, I mean, I think everybody's in a season of life where they don't feel like they have much time. And there's just this, I think that's the great lie on both sides is I don't have anything to offer. I don't, I don't know that I'm afraid you'll be disappointed in me. I think that's what, if, if I were to be honest, that would be what would scare me if somebody approached me. I think if, if I'm being honest, that's what's scary about asking someone to meet with me and give me their time because I know how valuable it is. And so there's this, um, lie that we believe that, um, you know, that there's, I don't have anything to offer that there's, you know, on either, on either side of that. And I think that, yeah, shamelessness and, and just that, that there can be a curiosity that expresses love and, and Mm -hmm. that, and that we can, um, this is just part of our, the rights and privileges of kingdom life, that we get to be curious about others. We get to ask, you know, I I think it's fascinating that the Lord says that we overcome by the blood of the the lamb and the word of our testimony. Mm -hmm. So that's a a different way to describe how we share the comfort of God. We share the comfort of God by telling our stories. And Mm -hmm. so when we get to share those with one another, whether it's friendship or mentorship or discipleship or some conglomerate of those things we are testifying 
to the work of God in our lives. And um, I, I think that that's just redemptive for, for both us to speak it and, and, and on the other side to hear it, to hear mm-hmm. what he's done. I mean, that's, that's proclaiming the work Amen. of his hands. And, mm-hmm. and Annie, um, like we're, you know, we're kind of encouraging younger women, like if, if you feel like you need that kind of relationship or want that kind of relationship to be bold and asking for it. But also I, I wanted, Mary, I, I don't even think I've, I've shared this with you, but like, um, I, like, I, like, so, so valuable is your relationship to me that like I've recently started being more intentional with younger women. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not entering into so far like a mentorship relationship, but where I'm like, this, this has meant so much to me that I am realizing that it, that my stage of life might be valuable Mm -hmm. to someone younger than me. And so there I've met, you know, a couple of women in the church that I have like asked to go to coffee or meet at their home or, um, because of this relationship. Mm -hmm. And, and, and so not that I have expectations of that to be like, I'm going to mentor them. I just want to be curious about them. I just want to be interested in them. I want them to feel like they have a friend that's not, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and available. Yeah. And so, so I, I, anyway, I just, I think that like that, I, you know, I've done that a couple of times recently and that's, you know, like I said, it's not, it's not like this is like, we're now meeting every week, but, um, but I, but I just, I want to be more intentional about making efforts to do that because I think maybe down the road, one of those relationships mm-hmm. will turn into Absolutely. something like this. I love that. I think, I think you're being intentional about being available and that's, Mm -hmm. that's love. That's, that's time. I remember Jess, you talking about this several times or recently in life group about how blessed you were in your college town to go and find young families. um, That just had time. That just had time for Mm -hmm. you. Yeah. I mean, you could probably Mm -hmm. describe that better, but you painted such a beautiful picture to me of just how how much just availability can be love, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, and for me, growing, like, kind of not growing up in, like, a Christian home, uh, getting to just witness that was so mm-hmm. valuable. But it was. It was. It it. it Jesus loved me through the, through through families, mm. like all along the way, mm-hmm. because you became a Christian in college, right? Mm-hmm. And there were just young families in your church that just grafted me in, that yeah. just grafted mm-hmm. me in, yeah. and that was true here. And then when I moved, when I went to Irving Bible, that was true there. And right. um, you know, God ha- God has been really faithful in that, and so. Um, Anyway, Mayor, you're you're one of those, you know, and of course I'm 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 grateful for my my sisters in Christ, my siblings in Christ, mm-hmm. like Annie and Laura. But I I am I am also grateful for um, my aunt in Christ or whatever <laughs> we want to, mm-hmm. you know, whatever Auntie, my fa- my, yeah. oh, my favorite Auntie Tia Mary. Tia Mary. <laughs> And that's ultimately what it's about is, is, and I think too, when, when you are, if you are approached or if you feel that nudge, it's for me who struggles with that, it's easy to feel insecure about what do I have to offer? What if I'm not consistent? You know, what if I don't know if Micah is in the old Testament or the new Testament, just to pull an example. Um, 
but it's not about me. It's about how God can use me. Yeah, and, absolutely. and, and to, to return the responsibility, I guess, to him to, 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 so for me to self doubt is to take away what he can do. Absolutely. And I think too, you know, the, when I was your age, learning how to be real, uh, y'all don't have a problem with that. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's wonderful. <laughs> for I, better or for worse. I grew up with, you know, well, having a performance issues mm-hmm. and having to, you know, present myself in a certain way. I had to undo all of that. So um, when I was around people who um, were real or that I was always attracted to the to the the ones who had struggled mm-hmm. and made it out to the oh, other cool. side. It was just like, those are the women that I was attracted to as mm-hmm. far as, you know, gaining some type of wisdom from them. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it goes back to, I had to, I had to break down my own walls as mm-hmm. far as God did actually, but mm-hmm. just the, um, of, uh, learning to be real. And, mm-hmm. and so I think I, I, I get that from you too. And it reminds me that we don't have to present ourselves mm-hmm. as having Come it all together because mm-hmm. we don't. Mm-hmm. And so I think that in encouraging women to, to do what we're doing, just be. Mm. Just That's be so present. Important. And be Laura, vulnerable. you and I always say, when we, whenever we're prepping someone for the podcast, we, we always kind of... We, we, we try to coach them to be, you know, try, try to be as transparent as you can. You get to share how much of your story you want to share, but nobody identifies with you in your victories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's so yeah. just mm-hmm. so you know, like if, 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 if you want this to have an impact on somebody, nobody's identifying with you in your victories. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. that's not where it happens. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is, it's in the failures. It's in the struggle. God can show up in your victories, sure. but he really shines <laughs> yeah. in the struggle. He really shines he in the really struggle. Yeah. He really does. Well, I am so thankful to have interviewed all of you guys and not jealous at all. Um, so can, it's been really God. special. So I've heard that it's better if there's four I've people. Heard. <laughs> yeah, but thank you so much for coming back and Aww, and and you. being on. And um, so I just adore all three of you. Well, we adore you too. True, that is true, Laura. We like you also. <laughs> That's really what I was looking also, for. Adore, all, adore, and also I just feel like I have this deep connection with you, and I knew it from the yeah, moment. Yeah, let's I revisit that again. I did though. I, love I it. totally did. Anyway, uh, <laughs> thank you guys so much for joining us on Embarrassment of Riches. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.